Welcome back, friends, to Hope is a Prayer Away. I am your host, Pastor JJ. And before we descend in our Bible study, I would like to remind you that all of my Bible studies are for free for you to download and copy. And all of my Bible studies come with no strings attached. There's no registration, no email required, no subscription, uh, no thumbs up, no like buttons, and you will never have to pay a penny for any of the Bible studies. For the Lord Jesus Christ paid the price for you and I. My only goal with this podcast and with the website is to be able to connect you with Christ Jesus. If you would like to go to our website to see all of the completed Bible studies, including the one that we're going to record today, the website is www.hopeisaprayerawaycom Now let's get into the Word of God. And in today's Bible study, we're going to be studying what is the day star? Let us examine the names of Satan and what they mean in the original language. So we start off with the, with the most common name, which is Satan. In Judaism, the word Satan is used as a verb. It does not refer to a person. Rather, it refers to temptation or difficulty to overcome. The Old Testament uses the name Beelzebub to speak of the god of Ekron. We do not see it being used as a name for Satan until the writings of the New Testament. Beelzebub was the, was the Pharisees, Beelzebub the Pharisees and Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Now in Matthew 12, we find that the Pharisees accused Jesus of casting out demons by the power of Beelzebub, the prince of demons. So when we see the name Beelzebub, what it means in the Greek is the prince of demons. So we read the full exchange here. Then a demon oppressed man who was blind and mute was brought to him and he healed him. So that man spoke and he saw. And all of the people who were amazed and said, can this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, It is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this man casts out demons. So knowing their thoughts, Jesus said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and no city or house divided against itself will stand. And if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Woof. And that is Matthew 12, verses 22 through 28. So what does the name Beelzebub mean? Well, Beelzebub really means, and it's a derogatory term, it's a Lord of the Flies. And in the Hebrew and Jewish literature, the name is translated to mean Lord of Dung or Lord of Filth. 
Images of Beelzebub portray him as a fly or a flying insect. Now, scholars have learned that the image of the fly as Beelzebub derives from either the thought that he is a sun, that he is a sun god, that he brings the flies, or he is the god invoked to drive flies away from the sacrifice. We should also know that Beelzebub is the Greek form of the word Baal, and the next word is Zebub. There are strong connections to Baal worship in conjunction with the worship of Beelzebub. Now, Baal was a Canaanite fertility god in the Old Testament, and the term Zebub means exalted dwelling. So when we put these two terms together, we have the name Prince of Demons. Now, what does Beelzebub do? What's his job? In ancient religions, Beelzebub was associated with sacrifices. He was invoked to drive away the flies that always came as sacrifices were being made and blood was shed. And during the time of Jesus, Beelzebub becomes a prince of demons. The name becomes a reference to Satan and a distinct insult to Jesus. Beelzebub was believed to be someone that could perform exorcisms. This deity had control of all of the devilish behavior in the world. It could even possess people itself. And today, we can lead towards the thought that Beelzebub is another name for Satan and has all of the powers of Satan. Now, where is the name Beelzebub mentioned in the Bible? As we previously mentioned, we only find his name referenced once in the Old Testament by King Ahaziah when he is injured from a fall. And this reference is found in 2 Kings the first book, and verses 1 through 16. Now, there is not a description of Beelzebub given in the text, most likely because this deity was well known in the land. And Beelzebub is referenced only in the Gospels of the New Testament. And in the book of Matthew, like we just read a little a bit ago, we find that the Pharisees using this term to describe Jesus they were mocking him for the miracles that he had done. Now, Jesus also uses this term in chapter 10 to teach the disciples as he sends them out to the mission field. And again, in the book of Mark, the Pharisees use this term to describe how Jesus was driving out demons. Luke chapter 11 is another instance where we see this term used. Now, why does Satan have so many names assigned to him or ascribed to him? Well, Satan is one of the many names for the evil Christians fight every day. Other names include Prince of Darkness, Lucifer, Prince of Demons, the Father of Lies, Moloch, and Antichrist. And all of these names refer to the same being. Now, there is only one God with one name, yet Satan has many. Why? Well, let us see why. Satan is considered the author of confusion. 
And having so many names solidifies that to be true. If Satan can use a different name in any given situation, humans are more likely to become confused and commit sin. Satan is cunning and uses his various names to play tricks on us and convince us that what we are doing, that, that we are not doing the devil's bidding. Satan's many names also describes his identity and actions. Like, for example, the name devil means false accuser or deceitful nature. Satan is a false accuser and he deceives even those who love God. He is the tempter because he often leads us into temptation. He tempted Jesus in the wilderness. Friends, if he had the audacity to tempt Jesus, what do you think about us? you think he has any respect or any fear for any one of us? Satan is a serpent and a snake can slither into places without us, without us realizing it's there. It can hide itself well and make itself known in surprising ways. Satan's many names are his weapons. He uses them against those who love the Lord and to keep those who don't from knowing the Lord in the dark. Should we, as Christians, be worried about Satan? Let's answer that question. Christians know that Christ has already won the war. Even so, we should still be concerned about the cunning, deceitful, and sly behaviors of Satan. Satan can lead Christians into temptation. He can lead us to sin and cause us to stay in sin much longer than we want. He can cause division among Christians that ultimately leads to conflict in homes, churches, and families. While Christians should be aware that Satan is real, we should not be consumed by the fear and worry of Satan. We should always remember what the scriptures tell us about the God that we serve. Our God has already provided the ultimate sacrifice for us he has given us the holy spirit to guide our thoughts and actions god has already given us the ending to the story in the book of revelations and remember that revelation in the greek means apocalypsis and the word apocalypse means that god is pulling back a curtain and he's allowing us to see What's going on? What's happening? As a matter of fact, as I've, as, as most of you knows, we've covered this in, in our other studies, that the Bible could really be called the apocalypsis of God, the revelation of God. Amen? Now, more important than worrying about Satan, we should be burdened for the people that Satan has taken hostage. And friends, that's why I'm doing this podcast, and I do the website, and like I said, there's absolutely no strings attached. I don't take donations, I don't ask for a penny, and that's so that I can preach and teach the truth that's in the Bible. And there's no requirements, none, 
The only thing I'm selling is Jesus and it's free. 100% free. Our worry should be directed toward what we as Christ's children can do to lead them to to lead them and the humanity to Christ. The name Beelzebub is just one of the many names for Satan. It is the name of one of of one that delivers mayhem to the world that we live in. Christians should be aware of this name, but not worry about Satan's power. Satan will always be working to separate humanity from the God that created it. And as we look upon the events unfolding at this time in Ukraine, friends, please pray. For sometimes we forget we have brothers and sisters all over the world. And let us also pray for all of the innocent bloodshed that's being shed in Ukraine because of an evil man who's Satan's representative. Satan will always be working to separate humanity from the God that created it. So our focus should be on the fact that our God is victorious. And as his children, we are safe from Beelzebub's efforts to separate us from God. Amen. Now, what is Satan's mission? What is his job? And in Job 1, verses 6 through 7, the, the, the Bible says, if we're starting at verse 6, So one day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And Satan was so arrogant, but truthful. He said, and, and Satan answered, answered the Lord, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. What do you think he's doing that for, friends? So we understand that Satan, our adversary, is roaming the earth and trying to find people to destroy them. And he's brazen enough to tell Jesus face to face what he's up to. Well, it's not like God doesn't really know. But that's for our benefits. That's our education. That's how God tells us what he's all about. And to, be, and to, and to not allow him into our lives. Now, why are both Jesus and Satan referred to as the morning star? So, I found a good article about it. And according to Candace Lucy, she has a following take on this. The alternative is to be like Satan, a fallen star. Jesus is the morning star, but not a star that comes and goes according to the cycle of a day or a year. His star will be the immovable, immutable center of our lives. Amen? Now, what was the Michael the Archangel? How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. Michael the Archangel is sent by Jesus to deliver this message to, to Satan. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. That's found in Isaiah 14, 12. I, Jesus, have sent my angel 
to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star, as found in Revelation 22 and verse 16. So we have the prophetic word made more sure to which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. And that's 2 Peter 1 verse 19. Two stars, one still shining, one fallen. This is the picture of Jesus versus Satan. And Satan was a bright, was a star, but his light has been extinguished. And Jesus is the star. And although he was killed, he rose again and resumed his place in the heavens. And his light was extinguished for a short season, but ultimately it could not be put out. So what is the imagery of the morning star? And many of the descriptors which have which give us a picture of Christ reflect our limited imaginations and are given to us because we cannot understand them. They relate to the world as we know it because we cannot comprehend God fully. Can you discover the depths of God? Can you discover the limits of the Almighty? asked Job in Job 11.7. Imagery helps us to visualize the invisible spiritual battle. A single image can possess multiple meanings. Water is both an image of destruction and of salvation in the Bible. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. Isaiah 43 verse 2. These verses allude to the parting of the Red Sea, which when its walls were released by God, obliterated Pharaoh's army. Yet Isaiah 12.3 says, With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, which looks forward to the living water Jesus would offer to a Samaritan woman. And according to Randy Alcorn in his article, Why is Jesus Called the Morning Star? Some readers take offense at both Jesus and Satan being referred to using the same imagery. To suggest that they are in any way similar is unnatural, but Alcorn is quoting scripture, God's inspired word on the matter. Nothing in the Lord's word is extra. It is always alive with meaning and purpose. Now, Satan and Jesus are each referred to as star of morning or day star. But the contrast between them could not be more profound. How the name morning star shows contrast. Scripture frequently reinforces a point using contrast. Satan tried to tempt Jesus to eat, to test the Lord, and to rebel against the Lord as Satan had done. Satan implied a lie that he could grant power 
to Jesus. But Jesus uses God's truth as his defense against temptation. For it is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that cometh from the mouth of God. And that's found in Matthew 4, verse 4. From the mountain peak where Satan offered Jesus power over everything, they saw the evil one was prepared to dispose of the world and its inhabitants as the wager as the wager in a bet christ from this lofty vantage point looked still higher to the father worship the lord your god and only serve him and serve him only matthew 4:10 celestial imagery is another facet of juxtaposition within the Bible. Satan had the potential to be a servant angel, to remain in the presence of God, not in power, but in relationship with God. He could have reflected God's light to Adam and Eve and their offspring, but instead he used his power to lead them into sin. Christ is not only the true and lasting light of the morning, but he was the first light with God at the beginning. And Satan now represents the long, dark night of suffering on earth, while Christ represents great promise and hope. What is the irony of the name Morning Star? The irony is when we say the opposite of what we mean or when we or what we see belies reality. As we await Christ's return, it sometimes seems as though Satan has won, and that his power exceeds Christ's. Yet Satan's seemingly bright star will be extinguished forever in the pit of hell. Jesus is the eternal morning star who will return to send him there. Satan's power over the body of the Christian church is finite. Although one would be a fool to underestimate his power over those who have not yet believed in Christ for salvation, or even to underestimate his ability to disturb a Christian's peace. The Morning Star and the Astronomy of the Bible on the day that Christ died and was buried, it was as though Satan's light eclipsed Christ's. Remember the star rising in the east when Christ was born? An astronomical explanation of the star of Bethlehem provides a scientific parallel. So when the planet reappears again for the first time, and rises in the morning sky just moments before the sun, that moment is known to astrologers as a heliac rising. In other words, Christ's star was always there, but it was darkened until the correct time. Then it reemerged brighter than ever. Now stars fall, they die, when a huge star dies, there is an intense supernova explosion. After this, the core of the star is either left as a neutron star or implodes as a black hole. 
and every planet orbiting this star is also destroyed. And Satan fell. His light was extinguished forever, just as the light of the sun will one day. Everyone who worships him will be sucked into the black hole of eternal despair. Jesus' life seemed to have been extinguished like that of a star. But Revelation depicts Christ's light not merely greater than greater than that of the sun or even a bigger star. We will no longer need the light of the sun in heaven, for Christ will supply all the light and the warmth we require. There will be no more night. They will not need light. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light. Revelation 22, verse 5. Morning Star and the Bible's Use of Light A star shines brightly in the darkness, but the star at the center of the Christian galaxy dispels darkness and provides light all day long. We are to be that sort of light, one which operates during every walking hour to provide hope to those around us reflecting Christ's light. And in 2 Peter 2.19, it lays, it, it lays this out. We are called to be the light to people until the real light returns. And the real light will be more powerful than the sun's finite rays, as we see from Revelation 22, verse 5. We are not the dawn of hope. Even the morning sun is only a pale representation of Christ's light. We operate like spiritual flashlights in a dark world to those who need encouragement, whether they are unbelievers or brothers and sisters in Christ. Be imitators of God, says Paul in Ephesians 5.1, because of our full inheritance, inheritance into the kingdom of heaven, as sons and daughters with Christ, we are invited by Jesus. Let your, let your line shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And Matthew 5.16 The alternative is to be like Satan, a fallen star. Once that star is dead, it is cold and black sucking light and life out of those who crave hope in the midst of desperation. Those who are searching for light will find it in Christ as they see it working through God's people, but they must experience the warmth and hope of light in order to be attracted to it. For he is the morning star but not a star that comes and goes according to the cycle of a day or a year. His star will be immovable, immutable, and the center of our lives. And we close out by reminding you, friends, that Satan has a mission to destroy you, 
to destroy us. And that is found in 1 Peter 5.8. And the Lord says, be alert and of a sober mind. In other words, don't be a drunkard. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, Satan, our enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Let's read that again. 1 Peter 5, 8, verse 8. Be alert and of a sober mind. For your enemy, the devil, prowls around. Remember that we read it before. He comes to and from the earth like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And friends, I don't know if you've ever accepted Jesus. And I don't know what type of situation you may, you may be in. And like we've read here before, Satan likes to hold people when he's got them. He tries to hold them for a long time. And he can use all sorts of stuff. Sex, uh, drugs, alcohol. And I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. And Jesus would like to set you free of that bondage today. I always told my Bible students that I want you to picture in your mind when you extend your hand out to greet someone and the person doesn't acknowledge you back and how it makes you feel. I know it makes me feel pretty bad. And just... I want you to think about this. For days, months, and years, Jesus has been extending his hand out to you, my friend. And maybe you've been too busy. Maybe you were told, oh, you've committed grave sins and you're going to hell and there's no hope for you because God doesn't love you because you're this or because you're that. That couldn't be the farthest thing from the truth. Jesus loves you. And he is willing to accept you today. Wherever you are in life. If you will take his hand. He will call you. His brother or his sister. And he will testify before the Father in heaven that you have accepted him. But friends, with Christianity, it's only if you want to. We're not pushing Jesus on anybody. But don't be fooled. Don't be fooled because of your sins or because somebody told you that, oh, you're going to hell. I don't know of anyone in the face of this earth, starting with me, that has the power to send you to heaven or to hell. Friends, the only person that has that power is the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you've been told that you're going to hell because of this or because of that, that was an error. 
And just like we ask God for forgiveness, forgive that person. It doesn't matter. So I'm going to be leading you in a prayer today if you would like if you would like to accept Christ. All you have to do is follow along. Lord Jesus, I come before your throne. I repent of all of my sins. This day I take your hand. Please come into my life. Please come into my heart. Please be my Lord and Savior. Please guide me, protect me. Speak to me daily, Father. I want to share heaven with you in eternity. I, I accept the sacrifice that you made for me on Calvary. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. And friend, if you said that prayer, I do believe that you are born again. I encourage you to buy a Bible that you can understand. You don't have to buy 20 books to understand the Bible. As one of my Bible seminary professors used to always say, the Bible is a dictionary unto itself. Find a Bible that you can understand and start getting into the Word. Ask the Lord to open your understanding. Ask the Lord to help you remember His Word. And friends, apply that Word to yourself first. And then we apply it to others. And let us remember that we are no better than anybody else. Just because you're a pastor or a deacon or... No, friends. We're all full of sin. And let us bring people to Christ. Remember that Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. So if you want to be like Jesus, you got to have that attitude. You got to be willing to wash the feet of the disciples and not be prideful. Be humble. I like to close out all of my podcasts with the best phrase I have ever heard from a pastor. His name was John Osteen. And Pastor Osteen would close out all of his TV sermons with the following phrase. He would say, keep Jesus first place in your life and he will take you places that you've never dreamed of. Amen. Friends, thank you for your time and the privilege of being able to share Christ with you. I will look forward to talking with you tomorrow on our podcast. May his blessings and protections be upon you today and always. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you.